hello there, everybody. Welcome to episode 84 of the Finger Guns podcast. Sorry we're a day late. Life happened. You know how it is. But I am here with Mr. Greg Hicks. Hello. How are you, man? I'm good. I nearly did like an Irish stereotype voice and I thought, no, I'm not Irish. No. <laughs> Hello. No, better not. Okay. Good. Um, yeah. Great. Just coming from work. So standard. <laughs> tired. Tired. Let's talk about games. Yay. Yeah. That's what we do. Mm. Always when you're tired for some reason. I'm it's always tired. always after work, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Man, man's got a manual job, isn't it? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We record a podcast every time, and you're like, "I'm tired. I just got back from work." We yeah. always time it badly. Well, we never, we never sort of plan these things around my days off when we can do it at nine in the morning, have we? So, no, we really so, should. So inconsiderate. Yeah. yeah, I know. So you're not, up, you're not up before midday, though, are you? That's true. I don't know what sunrise is. <laughs> mm. Mr. Toby Anderson. Yeah, I'm not doing nine o'clock either. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. I'll be at work then, <laughs> or or asleep. Um, I'm good. Thank you very much. Okay, good. I don't. I can't remember asking, but fine. Did you good. ask? I think I, I just didn't. did that thing where you just yeah. presume someone asked and you just answer for them. <laughs> yeah. How are you? I'm good. good. <laughs> Fabulous. Let's talk video games. Yeah. And Mr. Sean, please. Word up, Holmes. Oh Lord, here we go. <laughs> how are you doing on the uh, on the the lowest board in the uh, Titanic? Uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, just just so that people understand. Um, my mother-in-law decided to break a pipe on our radiator and flooded our living room, which was fun. <laughs> oh, I thought Ross was just making that joke because you're poor. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus. Harsh, man. He said lowest level of the just Titanic. And I was like, joke there. <laughs> he said lowest level <laughs> of the Titanic. And I was like, hang on, wait. Oh, the pipe thing. Right. <laughs> yeah, because that's where it got wet first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, all, all the good shit happens down here. You know what I'm saying? No, it's true. Yeah. It's where all the parties da- are. Dancing and car sex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey. Yeah, and that was just last night. Anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Ross? Yeah, I'm all right, man. I'm moving tomorrow, so I'm excited about that. Good. How was the McDonald's? It was all right, yeah. It was a, a Big Mac, fries, um, double cheeseburger. So, good. Has, has the Standard. festive menu arrived yet? They've got the double Big Mac coming on the 18th. Boom! Which is like a Big Mac, but two of them. Yes. Just kind of sliced together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big it's like fan. someone's got two, you know, like when you get a deck of cards and you split them in half and you flick them together. It's like mm. someone's got two Big Macs and gone and made like one. Yeah, it's just a Mega Mac. Burgers, yeah. yeah, it looks crazy. And they've got a Celebrations McFlurry coming as well. I thought you could say oh. a Celebrations burger, then like it's just a burger with chocolate in it. <laughs> I'd, yeah, I'd buy that as well. <laughs> you open it up and it's got like a fucking Maltese's chocolate on top of it. Yeah. I, I now live in a town where I can have McDonald's just sent to my door. It's very dangerous. It's a very worrying time. I'm very behind on this. Didn't happen before. <laughs> so, yeah, it's exciting. Uh, right then, let's jump into Game of the Week. Uh, Toby Anderson, what's your Game of the Week? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Tetris Effect Connected this week. Whoa, Toby's I'm picked one game. Forever. Yeah, it's just no one game. Wow. That's a good rendition of the song that is literally stuck in my head Thanks. Um, all the time. Um, yeah, Tetris Effect. I mean, I missed this um, two years ago when it came out before. Um, just completely missed it, pretty much. I didn't have VR and I didn't have all, you know, sort of interest in, in it at the time. Um, but yeah, it's come to Game Pass on Xbox and I've downloaded it and it's really fun. It's got a new connected mode where you can play multiplayer and um, it's competitive multiplayer and co-op multiplayer on there. And it's it's really interesting to play Tetris in the way that they used to play it in the 90s when they had tournaments and stuff, you know, like actually one-on-one 
Tetris games, I kind of enjoy the uh, multiplayer more than I thought I would because I'm not a multiplayer sort of person, as I'm sure you've worked out from previous podcasts. Um, it's all single player and storyline for me. But um, yeah, playing co-op, there's a mode on there which is really kind of a bit different and you don't expect it, which is sort of three three players lined up on one side of the screen in, in their grids and then one side, the next one, the fourth one is like a boss. Um, and you're working together almost um, to to beat this boss. So everyone's scores attack the boss, and then you've got the zone mode where you're all um, you kind of merge all three of those grids together into one grid, and you've got to make lines across all three grids in one go. Um, and everyone's putting blocks into each other's grid sections, and you can you could fuck someone up pretty much by you know for for when they come out of that zone, but you primarily meant to be working together because the more zone lines you get the more you then fuck up the boss and then you know you win and you carry on progressing through the mode um so it's not really within your best interest to mess up everyone else but i did get one section for like one one or two hours at one point where they changed the whole thing and it was actually competitive um so maybe there's things where they just you know for one evening or for for a week at a time there's different modes that that you don't you don't normally see i um, mean you only see them you know every now and again um, because it was competitive at one point, and we were all we were all trying to kill each other off um, instead of the boss, which was um, which was a little bit of fun. Um, but yeah, it's really really cool. Just transcendent transcendent light shows and music that's all dynamic music that works with you know you're rotating your blocks and things. It's it's pretty crazy, and it it's sad that I've not been able to try it in VR um, back on back on PlayStation. But um, yeah, it's a really good game. It's a really good. It's a really good version of Tetris. If you've never played or you haven't got around to Tetris for a long time, this is a good one to have in your library. I, but I don't think it will convince people who weren't already convinced by Tetris. I think it's it's one for fans, like like those Pac-Man tournament things that came out the other week, the other years as well. I don't think it's going to convince anyone to play Pac-Man if they didn't already like Pac-Man. But yeah, it's a good it's a good version. It's probably the best version there now is. And that's my game of the week. Interesting. I love the original. I mean, it's just absolutely phenomenal. And if anything is a VR system seller, it's Tetris Effect. For sure. Yeah, I mean, that, that sounds like it would be a pretty much of a mind fuck playing that in in VR because it's mm. already it already sort of draws me in to the the light show kind of draws you into the center of the screen, yeah. and it, it it gets me into a sort of dazed Tetris Effect mindset if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, because back in the day, Tetris effect meant that your brain was getting all messed up by Tetris. Um, and, um, you know, that's kind of what they're going with, isn't it? You, you, yeah. I, I think I came out of it once after an hour, like last week, and I was just like, I feel really weird, like really spaced. And I thought I didn't want to play it again for a few days <laughs> at that point. But then I went back to it. I was like, no, just, just can it after like 45 minutes, you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's something that made Paul go, Wow, this is amazing! Which, if if yeah. you need, need it to be sold on anything, I think that's, that's quite an achievement. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Tetris Effect is superb, and it's currently available on Xbox Game Pass. So, yes, and there'll be a review shortly. Awesome. So, if you have access to Game Pass, do not sleep on Tetris Effect. Uh, Mister Greg Hicks, your game of the week, sir. I'm gonna do it to Toby and be like, I've actually played several games this week. No, uh, still cracking on with Hades. Uh, really, really enjoying that Final Fantasy VIII Remaster is on Game Pass. And I'm absolutely flying through that because you can have like the, the battle boosting on which just gives you infinite health 
uh, full ATB, limit breaks, all that kind of stuff. So one disc three in like 10 hours of gameplay, which is amazing. But no, my game of the week, reluctant as I am to praise it, because it will get a good score from me, because I fucking hate playing it, is a game called Visage or Visage. Well, how do we pronounce it? I'm never sure. It's a first-person horror game. I want, I want you to spend the whole time going, Visage. Visage. Like, like Sausage <laughs> from back in the um, Bow Selector thing. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you just put, derailed me there, thanks. Um, Sounds like an aftershave. Yeah. Visage. Sausage. <laughs> it just reminds me of when people defaced the uh, Johnny Depp ones, the Savage ones, where people were S's over it, so it's like, Johnny Depp, Sausage. <laughs> Toby's just throwing me off there. Right. It's a first-person horror game based in a house that you can't escape from. So it's got a PT mold already where you are trapped. But you're not in a looping corridor. You're actually in a house this time. Um, The gist of the story I've got so far is the previous occupants from a couple of generations have ended up dead somehow. And I haven't uh, (laughs) haven't really established completely why yet. But far be it from just a... it, it plays a lot like Silent Hill 4, The Room, where certain doors are locked off and you, you go back in sort of time period. You, you find artifacts and stuff which send you into different time periods. I don't want to give too much away, but basically you're trying to piece what's happened. But, and here's the annoying thing that's really making me fucking hate playing it. There's a sanity meter, a bit like Eternal Darkness. Um, in that standing in the dark freaks you out, as would as it would anyone, really. But... The more you freak out, the more susceptible you are to like hallucinations, um, ghosts shutting doors, and all that paranormal activity bollocks, which you think you, you're prepared for. And there, there is an occasional jump scare. It's like, ah, fire enough. So that comes. Like, there's, there's a hall of mirrors bit, and then you see some ghosts in it, and one of them rushes at the mirror, and then it falls over, and you think, oh, fuck it, I saw that coming, but it still made me jump. But there's things I wasn't prepared for. I was walking down a corridor and I think I must've been in the dark for too long, but apropos of nothing, I got turned around and stabbed in the gut by some old lady ghost. So that freaked me out. Um, and then it does the, to make the PT comparison again, which is a Silent Hill comparison. Uh, there was one bit in a corridor where it was, the light was flickering and then the ghost was flickering in front of me. But I knew it was coming towards me. It was doing that, that really, style thing of like the, the, the static the tv static type thing and she was coming closer and closer and i panicked i did exactly what matey does at the end of the first ring my jaw just kind of went Aah! and then she came up and then she stabbed me again and i freaked out and i went nope that'll do for the day thank you <sighs> so <laughs> i hate it and i hate that you guys keep giving me horror games oh <laughs> this is the best <laughs> review i love it <laughs> uh, I'm, it's, 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 though, it's got a very it's got it's got a bit of a uh, clunky inventory management system thing like it's like you're trying to juggle four things to put in your pockets you've got to put it in one hand to open your inventory to put it away but you don't put it away you sometimes hold stuff it's a bit cumbersome in that regard but it's logic puzzles we've seen before you know you you get a crank where does the crank handle work but there's also mirrors in the house that you have to smash and enter portals to things going on it's all a bit weird and I can't give too much away because I'm not that far into it yet. And I want to get a lot done before I finish my review because I don't want to do like a half-assed, yeah, it was spooky, Blah, don't get it. I want to try and get a comprehension, but also not spoil it in the review. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's going to get a strong review from me, but I just hate playing it. I guess it's but, doing its job if you're feeling like that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the, the jumps, like I said in the Slack the other day, like the jump, like Sean said, it jumps scary. And I was like, yeah, but some of them you can predict and it still makes you go a bit, whoa, fine. But yeah, the, the, the freaky flickering, uh, like the tricks, like, like door shutting, fair enough. But um, I was walking through one bit and, and a door shut in front of me. Fair enough. Turn around. The one behind me shut. Turn around. The other one was open. I thought, no, that seems like a trick. So I turned around to go through the closed one. I then got stabbed by the goat. I'm like, what do you want me to do, game? <laughs> do I do the obvious or not? Either way, I feel like I'm going to get... But then the house wants me to, to discover what's going on. So why is it trying to kill me? I, I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a hearty recommendation from me. Cool. But yeah, I don't think Sean should play it because he's got a dicky ticker as it is anyway. So I probably took a bullet for him there because um, he was going to review it. Oh, no, it's okay. I'm not a funny. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> you, you grew up down down the mines in the dark anyway, so you're used to that kind of thing. Yeah, you just used and, to the and being touched by older generations. Yeah, <laughs> the hallucinogens from all the pollution being, yeah, chased, <laughs> being chased by old men in mines. Come exactly. here, boy. Yeah. yeah so. Well, there's an image to leave Greg's <laughs> segment on. Wow. Yeah, game of the week. <laughs> uh, well then, Sean, do you want to round this out? What is your game of the week? I'd like to talk about Watch Dogs, but I won't because Paul's not here. Because um, I know that he will, would want to rebuttal everything I say. So instead, I'm going to talk about a game that I don't think anyone thinks I'm going to talk about: Paw Patrol, Save Adventure Bay. Oh, it's about time we talked about bloody well, Paw Patrol actually, on this podcast. Yeah, this game uh, is another game about Paw Patrol. The first one, Outright Games, produced a couple of years ago, and it was fine. It was like a kids' platformer, and it, it was as basic as you needed to be with button presses and stuff so that younger games could, gamers could play it. This one, this new one that they released this week is loads better. Um, I've been playing it with my son who's into Paw Patrol and it's like a 3D adventure game. It's very basic again, but it's like, it's, it's not, um, it's not basic because it's not intended to be. It's, it's basic because it's child friendly. So, you basically play as the Paw Patrol going through uh, like scenes from the movie um, Paw Patrol Mighty Pups Save Adventure Bay. All the Paws Paw Patrol get superpowers and there's like QT, QT events to like lift boulders and smash things and it's it's cool. It's fine. Like as as kids games go and the thing is people will, there will be absolutely loads of reviews out of this game that says this game is trash. You know, it's, it's like a five out of 10. Yeah. Okay. If you're a unit as an adult, you know, compared to the Witcher three, yeah, it's a five out of 10. It's probably less than that. But if you want, like when you're playing this game and you're looking at your kid's face, he's like, yeah, I'm rubble. Yes. I'm smashing up like boulders and things and collecting like pub treats. And there's loads of mini games in the game too. So like you can play pub up boogie, which I don't know if you've ever, like if you guys have ever heard of this, this game, but there is a soundtrack to it that goes, do the pop up boogie, which absolutely gets in your brain. And it's annoyingly addictive as a soundtrack. And you can play that. And there's like loads of mini games in it. So yeah, that's my game of the week. It's a bit different, I know. But you know. Yeah, that's great. That, that's what we do. I played Paw Patrol on a roll. I mean, that was a, that was a banger. That was the first one, wasn't it? That was yeah. the 2D platformer one that was fine. Yeah. This this one's much improved. Okay, good. Well, good. Yes, thank you. What's your game of the week, Ross? Uh, I still haven't quite decided, to be honest. 
Um, I've kind of had a bit of an embarrassment of riches this week. Uh, so I've been playing Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, which is Call of Duty. Um, one set piece after another, things exploding, you shooting things, soldier people getting angry at each other, shouting at each other, stopping apocalypses and things. Um, you know, very standard Call of Duty. And it's, uh, it's fun. But I can't decide between that and Miles Morales because I don't know. I mean, I'm only about two hours into Miles Morales. I'm trying not to rush it. I really want to wait until the weekend so I can play it as it was intended. I just, yeah, I haven't really played either of them that much because I'm just waiting patiently for, for the weekend to arrive. Hopefully, fingers crossed. I still haven't had my uh, dispatch, dispatchment email, which is quite scary, but you know. So I don't really have a game of the week because um, I'm waiting patiently to play them properly and it's going to be uh, another few days. But until that day, Mars Morales is great. Um, it's Spider-Man again. It's very similar. There's not a huge amount of difference between their movements and things like that. It's all about the aesthetic and it looks fantastic. It makes my PS4 sound like it's about to web something into the sky, uh, which is another reason to wait for the upgrade. But it's, it's really good. There's some, there's some really cool kind of like stealth elements that they've added to Miles' power repertoire. Um, If you're in those stealth sections where you're trying to take people out with like perch takedowns or web strike takedowns, um, the game now tells you who's safe to take down and who's in danger, who can see other people taking down. So it's a really helpful thing. So that's that's a bonus. And it's running around again, collecting things and being Spider-Man. And it's great. But I'm looking forward to getting more into it in a few days' time. This this holding pattern for everyone in the UK, yeah, who's got a PS5 on pre-order is terrible. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, um, I'm starting to get FOMO now. Oh man, I'm trying you know, to it, find things for you. Same. Uh, when it when it was when it was announced, I was like, yeah, I might do, I might not. I've got some holiday money, blah blah blah. And then I was like, yeah, I'll be right near the time. And now it's like, no, oh, but Demon Souls looks really good, mm. and I can't even get that yeah. on PS4. Yeah, that's one of the very few actual exclusives, isn't it? Yeah. And there's people yeah. complaining, going like, oh, I can't believe a PS3 game is actually going to be PS5 game of the year. It's like, it's not a PS3. Oh, not a, it's not a remaster. It's a remake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Bluepoint doing what they do best. Hell yeah. And uh, it looks really great. I don't think I could ever get anywhere near into it, but I think for fans, it's really scratching that itch. Sorry, Greg. I'm sure people will love it. And you'll love it once you get it. One day, hopefully soon. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have a game of the week. I'm, I'm gonna have probably plenty next week, hopefully. But yeah, I couldn't really decide. So there you go. Right then. Anyway, on that bombshell, let's move on to the trivia challenge with Mr. Sean Davies. Hi. 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 Stalling for time so I can get the quiz. Oh, there we go. Hi. So this quiz is all about games that were released in 2015. Now, I'm, I'm running out of years here, but I, I went back to 2015 because, damn, this was a good year. And I don't think we really talk about this year enough. So if you've never done this before, I'll ask the guys 10 questions. They're all about a theme, 2015. We'll get the answers at the end of the podcast. And you can then tell us on social media how many you beat them by, because I imagine you will. Okay, unless Greg just managed to pull it out of the bag like a 10 out of 10 like he did last week. That was impressive. 10 out of 10 on a freaking president's quiz. Yeah, it, it, which included a Fight Club game question. Now, no one's played that game. I have. I love that game. What? It's had the x-ray mode thing, didn't it? 
And it had Fred Durst, so you could beat the shit out of Fred Durst. <laughs> yeah, true. No, no Def Jam, though, is it? No, it's no, no Def Jam. Okay. Let's go then. Uh, question one. In which 2015 game do you play as the characters called Franklin, Michael, and Trevor? Nice, easy Top one. Top of the game, Strong. Wait, yeah. I know that one. Yeah, just nice, nice, you was easy one to, to ease you in, gently. Is it one of the old Paw Patrol games? Uh, yeah. Franklin, Michael, Trevor, and uh, Chip. Rubble. Rubble. Yeah. <laughs> so, question one In which 2015 game do you play as the characters called Franklin, Michael, and Trevor? Okay. Question two. Which 2015 episodic graphic adventure was set in a town called Adventure Bay? Adventure Bay? Oh. No, Arcadia Bay. So oh, yep. Still- oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Because my first, I, my, I know what it is. My first thing was to go, it's a, wait, it's not called Adventure Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Arcadia Bay. I've got Paw Patrol on the brain. Yeah. So question two, which 2015 episodic graphic adventure was set in a town called Arcadia Bay? Lord above. Okay, question three. What is the name of the prequel to Wolfenstein, The New Order, that was released in 2015? Oh. Question three. What is the name of the prequel to Wolfenstein, The New Order, that was released in 2015? Question four. What is the name of the horse in 2015's Witcher 3 The Wild Hunt? Question four. What is the name of the horse in 2015's Witcher 3 The Wild Hunt? Question five. Psyonix released which game in 2015, which became an overnight success? I'm sure it took more than one night. Nope, one night. Yeah. Question five. Sorry, I, was reading, I was reading YouTube comments earlier about one of my articles, so I'm getting all arsy. Here comes the pen, Greg. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Question five. Sinex released which game in 2015, which became an overnight success? Okay. Question six. Which 2015 PS4 exclusive featured f- performances by Rami Malek, Brett Dalton, and Nicole Bloom? So question six, which 2015 PS4 exclusive featured performances by Rami Malek, Brett Dalton, and Nicole Bloom? You can name some more if you want. No, just those three are good enough. Question seven, the Fry Twins were the protagonist to which 2015 game? Question seven, the Fry Twins were the protagonists to which 2015 game? Poorly underrated as well. You mean shite? That's what people who defend shite games say. I mean, that was my underrated. favorite Far Cry game. I loved that Far Cry game. It was the best. It was my favorite <laughs> one. 
you guys. Uh, question eight, which 2015 game featured supporting characters called, called Codsworth, Preston Garvey, and Strong? Question eight, which 2015 game featured supporting characters called Codsworth, Preston Garvey, and Strong? Question nine, what was the highest grossing game of 2015? Was it Puzzle and Dungeons, Clash of Clans, or League of Legends? <laughs> the year of the mobile game. Uh, question nine, what was the highest grossing game of 2015? Puzzle and Dragons, Clash of Clans, or League of Legends? And finally, question 10. Konami cancelled which video game in 2015 on the same day they voluntarily delisted themselves from the New York Stock Exchange? So question 10. Konami cancelled which video game in 2015 on the same day they voluntarily delisted themselves from the New York Stock Exchange? And they are all of your questions. All right. Thank you, Sean. No, no problem. It was, was that a bit easier this week? Yeah, I feel good about this one. Good. Mm, yeah. Good. I think there was a bit of a mix for everybody there. I've got a bit of a... I think I've got about seven. Mm. Cool. So not bad. So Toby's got a 10 out of 10. He's trying the poor <laughs> magic. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe the, uh, that Sonics is... I can't believe it's five years old. It's crazy to me. Hmm. All right, thanks, Sean. Right, let's get into both barrels, which is where I go through the week's biggest news, and then we finish on a big topic to discuss. So sit back. This is quite a long one this week. So chill, grab a cuppa, and join me for both barrels. After revealing it was subject to a security breach at the beginning of November, Capcom have confirmed it's been the victim of a ransomware attack, and a pretty major one at that. Corporate information about Capcom's upcoming titles have already been leaked, but more worryingly, it seems a large amount of personal data has potentially been compromised. In a press release earlier today, Capcom said it was the victim of a customized ransomware attack and confirmed that personal information had been compromised. So far, the information verified to have been compromised included sales reports, financial information, and nine items of personal information from current and former employees. But Capcom is concerned that up to 350,000 items of personal information from customers, business partners, applicants, and employees could also have been compromised including names, addresses, phone numbers, birth dates, shareholder numbers, and even employee photos. Capcom can't be sure about the exact number of potentially compromised data as some logs were lost in the attack, but it is certain no credit card information has been leaked. That's a silver of good news. Wait, what? No. <clears throat> That's a sliver of good news, but plenty of customers and employees are now in the pretty terrifying position of wondering if their personal information has been made public, and Capcom has advised everyone potentially affected to practice an abundance of caution looking out for any suspicious packages received by mail or messages that could be potentially received. Aside from the personal information, a significant amount of corporate information appears to have been leaked online. Screenshots show a new Ace Attorney collection for PS4 and Switch, Resident Evil 4 for Oculus VR, and a PC release for Monster Hunter Rise and Monster Hunter Stories 2. 
Internal briefings show a planned release date for Resident Evil Village of late April in 2021, although it's worth noting these plans may now be outdated. Screenshots also detail a new project called Shield, allegedly a multiplayer shooter, while another name that appears to be floating around includes a new Nintendo Switch IP named Guillotine, although details on this remain light. Call of Duty has failed to top the UK physical games chart in its launch week for the first time in 13 years. Instead, a pole position went to Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ubisoft's Viking game earned itself a massive first-week physical sales total, double that of Odyssey two years ago. Of course, there are some caveats. Valhalla launched alongside the Series X and S last Tuesday, whereas Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War arrival on Friday with three days fewer on sale. We're also comparing box numbers here, so for the full picture may well be different with digital sales mixed in. Meanwhile, Call of Duty's box sales have been declining consistently year on year. Over the weekend, Activision released a statement boasting of the highest first-day digital sales worldwide in franchise history, highlighting the growing number of people who choose to download Cold War instead. And there's the Warzone effect. People playing that for free may be less likely to pick up a £70 box on day one. Box sales of Black Ops Cold War were down 64% compared to last year's Modern Warfare. The people behind the Panned 13 remake have apologised for the state of the game. The remake of 13, a cult classic 2003 cel-shaded first-person shooter, came out this week and it wasn't long before it saw an overwhelmingly negative user review rating on Steam. Character designs are noticeably different and there's been criticism of how the game's iconic cel-shading has been changed. Footage from the game shows various bugs in the launch version, such as missing animations where you go to garrote an enemy and then simply fall to the floor, or projectiles clipping through models while still seemingly striking them. In a joint statement, developer Play Magic and the publisher Microids admitted the heavily criticized remake did not live up to expectations blaming the coronavirus pandemic for development troubles. Unfortunately, players' expectations have not been met by the launch version, and we hear loud and clear the legitimate criticism and disappointment, they said. First and foremost, we would like to offer our sincere apologies for the game's technical issues. In the present state, 13 does not meet our quality standards, and we fully understand players' frustrations. The pandemic has impacted the game's production on many levels. Pivoting to home working for the team has added unexpected delays in the development schedule and the QA process. We hoped we would be able to provide a day one patch fixing all the issues, but the development of this update is now taking more time than expected. We want to assure you that Playmagic is working hard to solve all the game's issues. The statement continues. With the live monitoring and multiple patches in the upcoming days and weeks, we hope to reach the quality level we all expect for the optimum gaming experience. This bit is fantastic. The first update goes out soon and aims to fix urgent issues regarding the controls, frame rate, collisions, rendering, and sound. A roadmap has been worked out on that that will reveal free content due out at some point, including new levels, weapons, skins, and modes for local multiplayer. We are aiming to please all the 13 fans and will look relentlessly to achieve that goal. Back in August, Arcane announces upcoming PS5 and PC game Deathloop had been delayed into 2021. Now it looks like we have a new launch date. PS5 store listings popped up overnight for Deathloop Standard and Deluxe Editions, offering the ability to pre-order the game for a new 21st of May release date. The listings have gone live, of course, alongside the arrival of PS5 in various regions around the world, just not here in the UK. Deathloop is a next game from Prey and Dishonored developer Arcane Studios, and is launching as a time console exclusive on PS5, even though its parent company, Zenimax Studios, is being bought by Microsoft. Microsoft has said it will honor these time exclusive deals, though future Bethesda and Zenimax games will be judged for release on PS5 on a case-by-case basis. And finally, Borderlands and Grand Theft Auto publisher Take-Two have agreed on a near $1 billion price tag to snap up British racing giant Codemasters. Take-Two announced today it shook hands on a $994 million deal, which is expected to be completed in spring 2021. Codemasters will join fellow Take-Two-owned labels such as 2K, Rockstar Games, and Private Division. 
There's no word as yet how its own studios or output will be, will be specifically affected, but in a statement released via Business Wire to announce today's news, Take-Two boss Strauss Zelnick said that Cody's racing output would fit well within the publisher's giant's existing sports fair, while Cody's would benefit from Take-Two's distribution and marketing. Whew, there you go. That was both barrels. Man, that was a fair amount. I do apologize, but there was a lot to get through this week. Ah, oh, 13. You see, Greg, don't worry. It might be good one day. I don't know. I mean, it looks ass. It, it certainly <laughs> does, yeah. Why would you even change the style of it? It's not really so shaded anymore, is it? It's no, more I mean, like something I said, different. I said this to Toby the other night. 13 was great, but it wasn't exactly like a billion-dollar franchise. So the people that remember it, the, like, the, the cult followers, they're going to they're gonna be looking forward to this remake. So why change... Why change the look of it completely? It just looks yeah. shite. Why release it? Yeah. You know, that's the that's, big question for me. <laughs> sure. If, if people are looking for a decent version of 13, there is a version on PC, which See, yeah. is, is really, really good. <laughs> it doesn't need a remaster because it's just as good as it always was, um, which is even weirder when you consider that the remake just changes all that was good about the original. So, Oh, it's, it's Peter Parker yeah. face all over again on a bigger scale. Oh, <laughs> right then. Let's get into some news. And of course, this week the big news was the release of the Xbox Series S and X. Now, I was going to talk to Andy about this because obviously he picked up an Xbox Series S, and none of us did. And he's not here, so um, he has given me a statement to read out um, in regards to what he thinks so far of the Series S, and then we'll go into the various little tidbits of news that has been come out since the release. So. Andy says, of the Xbox Series S, I'm not going to do his accent because you know, that's just terribly offensive. Overall impressions are really positive. It truly is a tiny console, but it's weighty, so it feels quality. Performance-wise, it has been almost perfect. Some very minor frame rate issues in late game observer aside. Arguably, the most impressive thing to me so far has been what the improved hardware has done to a number of Xbox 360 titles. I'm still working through games, but Fallout New Vegas, Ninja Gaiden 2, sorry, Ninja Gaiden 2, Half-Life 2, Red Dead Redemption, and Sonic Generations all look significantly better, sharper, and cleaner. It's disappointing that the medium has now been delayed, meaning we continue to wait for an exclusive to take advantage of the extra grunt, but the likes of Warzone, Observer, Dirt 5, and Ghost Tactics shows there's plenty of room. So, yeah, put, uh, good sign, especially from the Series S, which obviously is known to be underpowered uh, in comparison to the Series X, but it still seems to be doing the, uh, the business for Xbox fans, which can only be a good thing. And, of course, Xbox sales are the best in Xbox history, apparently, according to Phil Spencer. Um, I'm reading from Eurogaming with Tom Phillips. Microsoft has trumpeted the release of Xbox Series X and S, saying it's the biggest Xbox launch ever. Though has not provided any specific sales figures. Xbox boss, that's hard to say, Phil Spencer broke news on Twitter today, noting that more Xbox consoles have been sold in more countries than ever before, and that many more were on the way. So yeah, it's very, very difficult to get hold of an Xbox right now. But more are coming, maybe. Um, Sean, what do you think this says about Xbox's approach this time around? Do you think that they've come out all guns blazing and it's worked out for them? Or do you think Xbox fans have kind of just been starved of something to be excited about and they've jumped on this one? Because you can't find these damn things anywhere right now. No, I think Microsoft haven't made that many of them. And I think that's, you know, they, they have made enough to fulfill the requirements straight out of the gate for the most hardcore the people that were sitting there with with the walmart website open refreshing every five seconds once the, the time had elapsed 
those those people will have got their guns on. And I, I think they've they've not really gone to town on making lots of stock that would sit on shelves for months because in 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 real 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 terms this launch isn't isn't the most uh, bombastic or you know it doesn't have a massive triple a game to pin it on it has game pass uh, which i saw a really great comparison to call it netflix and that's that is what it is you know game pass is netflix and that's the playstation 5 cinema and there isn't anything currently apart from dirt 5 which is really taking you know the 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 quality that this console could provide and really pushing it forward yet. So I think they've they've made just enough to to break to break the records that they need to break. Um the fact that they're not saying anything about sales doesn't mean anything because Microsoft haven't told anybody about sales for you know years now. You know, they're all about player engagement, how many people did headshots and Halo and stuff. So they don't really care about how many consoles they're selling because Microsoft aren't really a console business anymore. You know, they're they're a service business and that, that's what they want to to get people on board with, so I, th- I think they made they've made just enough. I don't think mm. they've. I don't think that there is as is like as much demand for the Xbox Series X as there is the PS5, and I think that's you know there's there's a, a lot lot to be said about people wanting the backwards compatibility and moving the games across from last gen to next gen, and you know I I think they've done a, an admirable job to meet the the, the initial demand and i know there's still people that want them but i you know there is it is like world war three out there trying to get a ps5 right now so yeah, yeah. it's a good you know it's thing you know if they have those numbers to to push and records to break then they should be you know shouting it from the rooftops i think they've done really well absolutely. um the the xbox push has been enormous you see it absolutely everywhere and considering this you know the, the situation that we're all currently in you know, you can't go outside and buy a console. You know, you have to wait in online queues for hours and hours just to get one. So, you know, yeah, good for them. It's good. It hasn't been without its uh, problems, of course. There has been stories of, you know, Xboxes breaking down. And yeah, they they, they don't smoke, by the way. Um, that's just people putting vape in the back of their Xbox Series Xs and watching it go up. Which <laughs> was, was, was a funny hour of my life uh, watching those videos. Then you realize that it's kind of dumb. And yeah, those issues uh, will never go away because everyone that vapes is going to try it as soon as they get their hands on a Series X. And you know it's, and you know it's true. And uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. What insanity is this? What kind of people get a, a piece of hardware which technically they could sell on for a grand on eBay and they vape into it? <laughs> like it's, it's a computer. It's a high-end computer. You would not vape into like a liquid cooled pc cabinet would you that's insanity no isn't it the people who want hits from a troll-like video of smoking xboxes basically it's got nothing to do with them trashing their own xbox with vapors vape smoke it's like i want a hit for for oh my god the xbox is is burning you know that's that's gonna Mm. be the most expensive clout anyone's ever bought (laughs) Because no, like that's. It doesn't matter, there, does it? it? Doesn't matter. It's all they about got them their TikTok thousands hits. of views. Yeah, they oh, got their thousands and thousands of views. Yeah. Yeah, but a guy got got millions of views by skating down on the road drinking some cranberry juice. Come on, like yeah. there's better ways to do it. 
Yeah, well, but that was pretty cool, though. <laughs> it was pretty cool. <laughs> this is the world we live in now. You know, it doesn't take it takes very very little to impress the uh, the TikTok audience. Yeah, it would seem. Um, Toby, you were saying about broken consoles. Is there any kind of ones that you that you've discovered that stood out to you? Kind of like launch consoles and launch issues that you've seen. Yeah, I mean, if we can include PS Five as well, there's yeah, been course, a few. Yeah. yeah, there's been a few things. I mean. There's supposedly on Xbox launch, um, there's been a faulty disk drive. Um, so a few people have said that they've had a you know a disk drive that's not not, not running. Um, and Xbox have issued a warning against that vape smoke thing that you just brought up. Um, so you know don't blow vape smoke into your Series X. It's not meant to happen. Um, which is it reminds me of my favorite old health warnings that you used to get on like the Game Boy and things like don't throw your Game Boy into a fire, things like that. That some idiot has done and therefore nintendo has to don't issue these throw, you know. yeah don't <laughs> um, we, we are of the same generation of, of a company that says we've coated our cartridges to stop people from swallowing them please don't put them in your mouth and everyone went watch me rack <laughs> cool. up them youtube i wonder hits. what they taste yeah. like <laughs> yeah uh, they burn people they burn um ps5 has had a thing where if you put it into rest mode um, then supposedly that can completely brick your console. Um, and it's a, a couple of cases where people have said that they just cannot get back out of rest mode at all. And then the entire thing shuts down and never never turns back on. So, you know, there's, there's, I've seen a couple of reports on the, the PS button. If you press the PS button, it does something slightly different now. And that's what's then causing people to go into that rest mode. And everyone's sort of avoiding rest mode if they can for the time being until there's a fix, if there is a fix. Um, but I mean, these things, I know there's, you know, there's lots of those type of things. I've just listed them, but they're, they're also a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage of a massive amount of launch consoles that have gone out with no problems whatsoever. And I think it's just people looking for attention for a start, just like we were just saying about the vape smoke. Um, and it's a, such a tiny percentage that it's probably the same percentage you would have seen outside of a launch window with any console sale at any time, right? there are going to be a couple of faulty consoles. Um, it's just that right now you can't for love or money or any kind of replacement, you know, they're not going to get your replacement straight away. Um, you're going to have that bricked console for a few, you know, for some weeks at least, um, which is a shame if, if for, for the people that did manage to get them and, and then that, that happened to them. But yeah, I don't think it's like a crisis. I don't think there's any issue to think, you know, every console is going to have an issue or there's going to be a red ring of death issue with loads and loads and loads of consoles or anything like that. It doesn't look like it yet. Mm. I mean, there was one that was saying if you're playing Spider-Man remastered on the PS5 and you put the, you put the console in rest mode, it will reset the entire hard drive or the nice. SSD and you have to reboot from the beginning, from like factory settings, just to play the PS5 again. Well, as which I is said, a really avoid, weird bug. Avoid rest mode yeah. <laughs> for now, people. Um, yeah, yeah. I need to get out of that habit because rest mode is my uh, is my go-to. So I have to just make sure I actually power the thing down. Yeah, I can't say I ever really used rest mode on my PS4. I just mm. used to power it down properly and and leave it at that. Um, also, I don't know if you want to include this or not, but I, I did see that there was some sales figures for the UK for um, the Series X. Um, so they said that there's hmm. 155,000 um, had sold, so 155k, um, of which a third was the Series S, and two thirds was the Series X, um, which means that you know I, I kind of think having two consoles 
meant that they've managed to once again say this is the best Xbox launch in history, where if they actually had only launched one console, then, you know, 50,000 sales were for the smaller console. I just wonder if you probably wouldn't have got all those 50,000 sales to a series, you know, upgraded to a Series X. Those, they, they've said that they've managed to get a huge amount of new people to buy a Series S, whereas it's existing players with existing Game Pass subscriptions that have bought a Series X. So those those 50,000 that are the Series S, that strikes me as people who may not have taken the plunge had it only been Series X that was available, right? And yeah. that makes me think the 150,000, 155,000 may not have been reached had you not had two consoles. I, I wonder if those Xbox Series X people are the ones that got it through the All Access, you know, the subscription that you could get from Game and from Smiths. With them being able to say that that is the case, that they have Game Pass and they are Xbox Series X owners. I wonder if that's the case. Maybe it's something to do with them being able to log in straight away with a, you know, without having to start as a new user. Hmm. That Microsoft might be able to track whether you've got a, you know, they clearly can track that you've got a Series S and that you've then started up a new account, for example. So they can probably do it anyway. But I mean, it might be to do with all ac- the all access thing. Because I know, I know that, you know, obviously with the, with the All Access, you, you are paying for um, both, aren't you? You're paying for the console yeah. and for Games Pass. So they, they know for sure that you have Game Pass. Yeah, sure. Um, it should be interesting. Yeah, I mean, Phil Spencer himself said the Series S is going to be the biggest seller out of the two. And I think that £200 difference is no joke when it comes to people that just want to get into next gen. And I think that we'll see the Series S once available, just take off. And, you know, the Series X is for, it's for those Game Pass subscribers, for the hardcore, the ones that want 120 frames per second on 4K TVs. And, you know, there's a massive amount of gamers that just aren't like that. And they just want a console to play games on. And the Series S is exactly that. And I think it is going to go from strength to strength. And if, we'll if see... It's, um... Sorry. Sorry, yeah, we'll see, you know, we'll see might see it even overtake the series x at some point that's that's exactly what i was just wondering if if those fi- if those figures are right that it's a third of the s at the moment at least in the uk um then uh, it'd be interesting if it suddenly took over and went completely the other way you know in months to come yeah yeah it's it's going to be very interesting i think it's i think it's kind of different with the, with the ps5 digital edition i've seen another seven or eight people on reddit get dis uh, disbased ps5s um, in their digital boxes, which is very strange. It seems to be, they kind of, they seem to narrow it down by ones that are only been sent directly by Sony. So if you bought them on like the Sony store, um, Sony are just throwing whatever the hell they can get their hands on at the moment into boxes, it would seem. And so, you know, the digital edition doesn't seem to be, doesn't seem to have the same push as the Series S does. I know there's a hundred pound difference, but, you know, I don't think it's going to have, have that same effect. Because digital edition is, whilst it's exactly the same console, effectively, I think we'll see more people go for the disc based on over time rather than, you know, the um, the the cheaper in quotation marks alternative. Yeah, for sure. Although no. I don't, I don't know if you saw today that, um, and I'm not entirely sure if this is true yet. Or I want to confirm this this week, um, but the the size of Assassin's Creed Valhalla on PS5 is 16 gig. What? Yeah. So this... this is that um, because it's just an empty shell of a game? 
Woohoo! So funny. I know. I, I should try writing, shouldn't I? You see, you keep dunking on Assassin's Creed, but you know, it's it's my favorite game franchise, and it really hurts every time you do. Please think of the feelings, Greg. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it appears that the compression on the PS5 using is it Kraken that they were using. But basically, this guy posted up a screenshot of it completely downloaded onto his PS5 at 16 gig. Which is insane. That sounds like a more ready-to-start amount rather than the full well, amount. That's yeah. what I thought, but it, the, the screenshot said completely downloaded. Oh, well, we shall see when you get your PS5 next week. That's it. And you, uh, you get it. So you're, you're, you're getting your PS5 in a roundabout kind of way. Does it get delivered to your door? Or do you have to go to work to pick it up? What's the oh, deal? No, it comes to my door. It comes from Curry's PC World. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so for every time I, I dunk on Assassin's Creed, you can rub it in that you get the work bonus thing. Despite the fact that we both work for the NHS, we get different benefits. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you get a PS5, and I don't get sent down the mines. Hey. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. It's all right. I can I can light it up. You know, I can light up the the, the mine with my PS5, and the sun that shines out to my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right then, uh, let's jump into a different topic where we saw this week the announce of uh, the Neo collection. The Neo? Neo, isn't it? A collection coming to PS5, which includes Neo 1 and Neo 2, remastered from their PS4 releases, which were only released three or four years ago. Um, but it did get us thinking about what games from the last generation, which is now the last generation. Weird. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, I'm sure we'll get used to it. Uh, we'd like to see on um, next-gen consoles. So... I'm going to throw it to Greg. I want to see a Shadow of the Colossus remaster just to piss everyone off because then it would be, <laughs> be a remaster of a remake of a game that had already been remastered from a 2003 game, 2005 game. Um, I don't know. It seems like a bit of a moot sort of topic, not to talk about, but I don't know because everything already looks so good. Like, I mean, what's the point in saying I want to see a God of War um, remaster because it looks amazing as it is. I guarantee there'll be a Last of Us Part 2 one. Oh, yeah, we'll see The Last of Us Part 2 remastered for sure at some point. Um, you know, something like Bloodborne. If we're not going to get Bloodborne 2, then why not? Bloodborne? But then we're getting Elden Ring and we're getting Demon Souls. So that'd be... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's too broad. A... I mean, I've been thinking about the question since you put it on Slack. And I'm like, I don't really know because everything looks good anyway. But then I'm a console peasant. So to me, when I made that jump from HD to 4K, my tits were sufficiently blown off. And then when I finally sorted out my oh. TV, I was like, oh, wow, they've just carried on being blown off. But then my, blo- my, my brother was telling me that um, uh, Red Dead 2, because I started playing that again recently, the PS4 version, even the, the PS4 Pro version, is the equivalent, equi- bleh, equivalent of the lowest graphical setting on PC. And I'm like, wow, I don't, it looks good already. So hmm. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know what I'd want to see next gen because everything's about was compatible. Like if, if, if they weren't compatible and I wanted to take another game with me, I don't know. Cause I'd love to see resident evil Two get the, the remaster treatment, but they couldn't add any more to it. So I just be playing the same game again. There's no DLC that need, well, I mean, there is DLC that's free with it anyway. So there's nothing that's going to incentivize me to buy it again, for example. And it already yeah. looks really good. Like this horizon, is... but then we got horizon two on the way. Yeah. This is the, the weird, situation which neo and neo 2 is are in because it seems a bit pointless we're getting 
game boost on certain games like mm. days gone has got a 60 frames per second upgrade yeah yeah i know that they're, 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 they and, are there are so I'm not, I'm not obviously trying to diminish that everything isn't going to look better as such but it, no i'm just saying it's like it, it balanced what's the difference between just a quick game boost through the ps5's extra mm. extra oomph or just a full-on remaster and that's the yeah. the balance that you know neo has to try and think because these are free upgrades yeah and I mean, what, what, this, what does the, neo need remastered it wasn't it wasn't a graphically in-depth game the first time around. I mean, I didn't play. Yeah. I haven't played number two, but the first one was. Um, well, it was like it was from Software Light. It was, it was good. It just looked very arcadey. So, uh, I mean, what can they really add to it that makes it? Look- uh, mm. Have you have you seen the difference in the the games played on last gen to current gen, to like next gen? Sorry, current gen to next what, gen for for Neo for any of them. Like the the difference in. The way they play, the way they look. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some comparison videos and stuff like that. Yeah, not of not of Neo though, but I've seen a couple. And yes, I know there is noticeable differences, but what I mean is like, I'm not sure. I'm not trying to poo-poo the idea of remastering anything. I just my point is, I can't think of anything that makes me go, "Yeah, I want that next gen," because it already looks good to me now. Is is my point? So I don't know what I would want to see, but I guarantee they'll announce something, and I'll be like, "Fuck yes, yeah, we there we go." Mm. It's like when you see Demon Souls running on a PS5. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, "Man, exactly. I'd love Bloodborne to look like that." You know? Yeah, yeah. That's what. Well, that's what I said a second ago. Like, I'd love to, mm. but then I don't know how they could already make Bloodborne look better than it does. Maybe a few more squishy particle effects. You know, like some more gore. Yeah. Because um, with that, you you get your uh, your leather Mac covered in blood all the time. So if you could have more fidelity on the blood, for example, that'd be sweet. But it doesn't need doing so. I don't know is my my answer without trying to sound too vague and copping out or negative about it like my imagination can't process what the current generation of games would look like remastered no i get it i mean it's it's such a short window of time between Mm. the two and it is the argument of well why would i pay for a remaster when i know that the ps4 can do this for free the ps5 sorry yeah um and and it is doing it for free you know and I'm not sure I'd pay for a remaster of certain games, but there are a couple I'd like to see spit I mean, and polished. But you know, yeah, yeah. If if like if it's any of the games I've already got in my possession, and it was like an extra five quid or so, do you want to play the PS5 version? I'd be like, yeah, all right, five quid yeah. for a graphical update, fine. I mean, not this stupid bullshit control shenanigans and twenty quid to play Spider Man on PS5, but or however much it was, tenner, twenty quid. I'm not sure. It it, it it's going to sound really weird, but it comes down to how I feel about it on the day. If a company now said you can play. Death Stranding on the PS5 and make it look better for 30 quid, I'd be like, no. But then I could start playing it on a PS5 and go, you know what? I want to plump for that. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I, I don't know is, is, is the sort of this, my, my end point on that one. No, yeah, it's, it's, it already. it's an interesting one. Um, I mean, it may but, say, um, yeah, they, they look good already, but then you'll, then you'll see it running yeah. on PS5 and be like, oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah, I mean, like they could announce something I've already got tomorrow, and I'd be like, "Oh wow, I definitely want the next gen version of that." And if it's free, Brillo. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, it's a it's a weird one. Uh, Toby, have you got a, have you thought about this? Uh, yes, I have thought about this. Um, Here we go. Rattle off a list of twenty. Let's yeah, I've got a list of a few. I think I, I do agree with Greg, have. though. No, no, <laughs> I, I agree with you to be honest, what? because <laughs> it's it's something where until I got my HD TV, you know you thought graphics were as good as they could get and everything looked lovely and nice anyway. And then you look back at something that's even maybe four years old now and you go, 
ah, do you know what? Things have moved on. If I played those again now, I'd notice the differences and I'd be able to see some of it. So, so then I'm thinking, then, then my, sort of my brain switches the other way slightly and goes, well, if it was old enough, if it's you know, it's early in the PS4 cycle, then yeah, maybe I do want a remaster of a few of these things. There's not a huge amount of games though, that said, that I actually go back to. I'm, I'm sort of a one and done sort of gamer um, a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, I've got a little list. So um, I'm thinking the infamous games that came out at the beginning of the PS4 cycle. So um, is that Second Sun and First Light? Um, that Those two, I'd love a remaster of those. I enjoyed playing infamous a lot. Um, I could also quite happily have a remaster of the second Deus Ex game. Um, cause I kind of already had a remaster of the first Deus Ex game, but um, I think the Mankind um, divided one. Even better, I'd like both of them to be remastered and with swanky new graphics that Deus Ex could look so much better. It already looked amazing, but it could look so much better. Um, but with a third one announced at the same time, please. Um, so remaster collection of the two and a third, <laughs> a third one at the same time. Not much. Um, no, not much. That's no. just what I want. Um, you asked what I want. <laughs> uh, I Horizon I Zero Dawn. Um, I think that's one where if you play it again now, it's what three years four years on um and i think yeah three years on and you look at it and think do you know what it's beautiful but yeah i can see that it would be even better on next gen so um we'll get the new one and we'll go this is incredible then we'll go back to the old one and go do you know what that is really old looking now i want a remaster so yeah i think a remaster was horizon zero dawn um, would be great um i know uh, greg mentioned god of war which i think is a um probably a good one that they will definitely do same as the last of us and then my last one is uh near automata um so i think the near automata game it, it was pretty but it was also relatively basic um you know it, it was sort of middle middle of this console generation in terms of graphics even though it only came out a few years ago um so i think that one could that one could do with a spruce up and some nice um, textures and FPS and all that kind of stuff, but because um, I'd like to play that again, I'd like an excuse to play it again, even though I kind of wouldn't, I, I'd not bother unless I had an excuse, if you see what I mean. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay. Yeah. I guarantee you'll see a Horizon remaster before Forbidden West. Yeah. I'm thinking that one's probably a given. I think that's a, I think that's set in stone. Um, I'm surprised it's not on the PS Plus collection, to be honest. That because was they want it because they want to fob off a remaster. <laughs> God damn it. They get me every time. <laughs> You're on to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'll give them my money for it. It's okay. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Sean, this was, your, this was your topic. What games would you like remastered on PS5? Well, just Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Todd Howard needs my money. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, no. Big Phil needs my money now. Um, <laughs> I, I genuinely would like to see another version of Skyrim because that game could live forever and I will continue to play it. I know people are going to fucking roll their eyes at me, but genuinely I played that game so many times that I, I will definitely play it again, uh, even if it's not remastered for the next gen. And every time they've redone a new version, I've been there waiting to play it and it's always been better than I remember it. So if they could give it a, a, the same kind of spruce that some of these... PS5 and Xbox Series X games have been getting. Yes, please. Um, 
there's a lot of seven out of ten games that I think would really benefit from from having a remaster. So like Vampire, Spider Man's already on there. <laughs> uh, do you know one day, you know, I'm going to replay Spider Man. I'm going to play the play the remastered version, and and see if if it's better than I remember it. Okay. And I'll write it will a be. review. It will be. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think all the Call of Duties, um, you know, there there are memories now with the fact that we we are now back in Black Ops and we've got you know Black, Black Ops games that we fully expected to be coming out this year, like remastered, like they did with um, Modern Warfare, and it's not happened. So I think that would be something that would be very special to have on next gen to have a shiny mm-hmm. Black Ops. Yeah, uh, what the on, hell is Black Ops remastered? That's a great point. Yeah, we, we all sports, don't we? Uh, it's my favourite one. Idiots. Anyway, The Witcher 3. I say this because I, the PS4 version is ropey as fuck, and that's the only way I've, I've actually played it. And I would really like to experience that game the way that PC players did. See, this is just a, this is what I mean a minute ago. Like, I couldn't think of me, but you're listing games off, and I'm going, yes, that would look good on PS5. So this is what I mean. Someone could tell me a game and I'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, cool. That's a good one. Uh, the Last Guardian, right? That game. Oh, I love that game. I, I, if, they, if they could take the next gen power and give that game, you know, the, the, the visual prowess that it needed. There's so much mm. fucking fog and shit in that game that didn't need to be there, but exists because of the technical limitations. You know, it has game boost on PS5, right? And it has, it has game boost on PS5 at 60 frames per second, only if you have the disc version. I've got the disc version. Which, which is fine. Which right? is just like, what? And make, it doesn't make any sense to me, but sorry. I thought I'd just in, interject with that information. G- game Boost is fine, but it doesn't do anything other than make it either the high resolution, where you've got the same textures. So high resolution on the same textures is, I don't know if you can remember the early PS3 remasters, where they were like, oh, now it's 1080p. It still looked dog shit. Because yeah, it was Shadow, Shadow of the Colossus had that. Yeah. It was it, awful. Yeah, all of those old games, like the Hitman original, you know. Yeah, I've got, I've got that on the PS3 and it looks shit. Exactly. They, they are absolute garbage because they don't do anything with them. These remasters would have to be, you know, game boost is fine. And, you know, increased speeds, uh, loading, loading times, fine. Increased frame rates, even better. You know, better resolution. I'll take it and fucking leave it because I genuinely couldn't care. You can make it a good game look shit. So if they can take these games and remaster them, give them new lighting, Give them better details and things. Like, you know, I would 100% take Hitman again. I mean, fucking get, you know, sell me Hitman in one and two collection. And love money. Yeah, chuck it all, like, chuck it all in one collection and I will pay you £45 for it. Just what if they put Absolution in there mm-hmm. as well? Just, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I fucking like that game. I liked all the Hitman games. I've not disliked one. I know the stories can be a bit weird, but yeah. But the set, like, this this generation's been great for games, and I am fully on board with remasters so long as you know they are worth it. Yeah, and 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 it's I don't mean these free upgrades where they go now it's in four K with you know sixty frames per second because that isn't a remaster. The Neo one, what I've seen of the Neo remaster is it's a massive difference. They've really gone to mm. town with this hardware, and if that that's that's what I'd like. Okay. Red Dead Redemption is like another one that I think would do do well. And Tomb mm. Raider, all of the games, but remaster all the <laughs> fucking games. <okay? laughs> there you go. You can right. kill his own shadow, fool. 
Yes. Oh, he loves Girls in the Shadow. <laughs> no, the, or- the original ones. Bring back two and three. Oh, even the first one was a, a game. I never really played the first one very much. <laughs> it was... The uh, two and three were awesome. Just a slight tangent. I remember being in, in Game Station and the rep brought it in and he was like, oh, yeah, it's Sony's um, Halo Killer. And we all went, uh-huh. And the tech demo that we played was amazing because you played as different characters throughout the game. That was, that was what the second and third one lacked, is you kind of... Uh, the first one you play as different people you play as like big rico plays a grunt guy and you play as this like stealth ninja lady thing and he showed us like the the grunt and the stealth gameplay it's fucking amazing it was like goldeneye and halo you know the stealth of goldeneye and uh you know the the gameplay of halo it looked amazing and then when it came out it was like uh, oh oh dear (laughs) and then two was good yeah sorry that was just my little tangent then because i really want the first i really want the first kills to be amazing I'd totally take a remaster of two and three, though. But that's PS3. That's not PS4. I, I could, we could list a lot of games if we start talking PS2 and PS3. <laughs> yeah. All of the games. Just yeah, remaster all, all, of all of them. Remaster all of them. What would I choose? Strange Brigade. Yes. Yeah. Give me a 4K 60 frames for Strange Brigade. That would be great. Um, no, I think the, the big one for me is Concrete Genie. Um, it's a game that I think has gone underappreciated this generation. And it's so pretty and it's so fun. And to see it with kind of like a PS5 lens would be just awesome and really delightful. Like the 3D audio as well and the haptics just kind of like will really would really bring that game to life. And I'd like to see that revisited. It doesn't look like it's going to be. I figured it would be part of the PS Plus collection, but it isn't. It looks like Sony are quietly burying it, it seems, which is really sad, but yeah, that's a game I'd like to play again, for sure, with shiny visuals. The, the big one for me was The Last of Us Part Two, and I think that's pretty much a given, as we said earlier. So I think I've got bases covered on that one, and Horizon, of course. And I'd like, like Velocity 2X to come out again, Sean. I want that to come out with shiny 4K 60 frames visuals. Yes. But we'll see. I don't think that's going to happen. They've made a whole goddamn sequel to that game, and they can't release it. So <laughs> I don't think we're going to see uh, 2X back anytime soon. That's like, you know, you can think of games like Tsushima, but that's, what, three, four months old, if that, right now? And that'll probably get some sort of upgrade at some point in the next few years. Well, I mean, it's just done quite well, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. Segway. Yeah, see. Guy, did you win with that one? You did. I wasn't quite finished with my point, but it's fine. Oh. <laughs> no, it's all right. We'll oh, move on. You try and help. Jesus. <laughs> uh, finally, uh, we had word this week that Ghost of Tsushima, I still can't really say it properly, it has passed 5 million sales since release. Uh, PlayStation exclusive, I'm reading from Eurogamer again, my go-to for all the news. PlayStation exclusive Ghost of Tsushima has now sold more than 5 million copies, Sony has announced. Notching up that number of sales since July also makes it the fastest selling first party original PS4 game, according to Worldwide Studios boss Herman Hulst. What does that mean? Well, Ghost has hit that 5 million sales milestone faster than any other Sony-made PS4 game, with the caveat that this stat refers to original PS4 games, ruling out PS3 ports like The Last of Us Remastered. Regardless, it is a strong achievement for a new IP and developer sucker punch generally, which previously made the infamous series. So I'm going to throw this one to uh, Tubes at first, and then I'll share it around, obviously. Um, what do you think it has been about Ghost that's... Uh, that's got these sales that's really hit the, the mainstream for, uh, for a game like this, which you know, probably wouldn't normally hit those sales um, if it wasn't for certain aspects, I think is the right way to say it. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think that at Ghost of Tsushima, it's kind of, it's kind of like an itch that you didn't know you needed scratching, right? So there's, um, back, back in the day, and, and Greg will back me up on this, is that you had things like Tenchu, and, you know, you, you, we've not had the Assassin's Creed that everyone's been asking for, um, which is the feudal Japan Assassin's Creed that we've been asking for since the very first one with Altair, right? We've been saying, this would be so cool if you could do it as a ninja, right? And then Sucker Punch have come along and gone, we'll give you that, we'll give you all that stuff, right? And we'll give you all of the open world Assassin's Creed Ubisoft gameplay that you like. And we'll give you like um, combat as well. And we'll go a little bit hardcore with the combat and make it kind of, you know, a, a sort of Sekiro light or a, or a um, from software light where you have to, you know, you have to do your parries and you have to do your, your dodges perfectly and things. And there's just a sweet spot that it's hit. And I think word of mouth has probably done something towards that because I don't think it's sold that many straight away. Um, it, you know, it's had, it's had those opening, you know, and faster selling. So it's clearly going, you know, mate, you should play this. I also think there's an element of it's samurais and samurais never go out of fashion. They are always cool. And they've just, you know, they, they just cycle through the zeitgeist just every couple of years. There's some amazing new samurai thing. And I go, yours blues. Um, I will have that. Whatever it is. Um, sometimes they're terrible. Sometimes they're amazing. But, you know, the, the samurai never really loses its cultural sort of cool. Um, and so they've just hit this, yeah, like a sweet spot where they've got all of the sort of perfect open world stuff. I know when it came out, it got kind of slated for being just, you know, this is another open world game. Whereas in my review, I was like, no, this is this is honing all of the open world aspects that you've had for the last six or seven years and making them perfect. It's gone, it's honed them to an, to an amazing degree. Um, and I think that's what's really sort of spoken to people a lot about it. It's, um, it's got a good story. You know, it's not the, it's not an absolutely perfect story, but it's really, really up there. It's like, it's not, you know, it's got a good story that will keep you engaged all the way through. Um, and we'll, we'll draw you through the quests and it will get you lost doing other things. And there's actual good open world quests to do. Yeah, it, it's got a lot of good stuff going for it. it. It's a definite contender for game of the year. Um, and there's no real reason why it shouldn't sell that many. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad it has. You know, I, I got it and I just immediately got completely hooked, went straight through to a platinum within, what, three weeks and then now we've got a multiplayer component, which, I mean, if other people want to talk about this, I'll leave it up to Greg, but the, the multiplayer is great. You know, it's really interesting. It doesn't tell you, it, it doesn't force lots of stuff on you. It's just very, you know, here's a multiplayer and it's really good. You'll get hooked, you know, try it out. <laughs> it's like that kind of multiplayer and I kind of like that. Um, so yeah, I think there's a huge amount of stuff going for it. I think Sucker Puncher, you know, they've made some classics already. Uh, Infamous is, is theirs, isn't it? Um, and I mentioned that earlier. So um, just, yeah, fantastic. I think I'll leave it there. Yeah, I mean, a friend of mine is, uh, has played it and got the Platinum, and it's, a, it's not really his sort of game, I don't think. He's a very casual kind of, um, he's a cold fever guy, you know. And mm. he got Ghost of Tsushima, sort of sent it, sort of like, yeah, you should check this one out. I think it'll, it might sort of like get you in the mood for it. And he got the Platinum. And he loved it. And... I think it really, I think you're right. I think it does kind of like hit that itch of, oh, this is, yeah, I've not played something like this for a while. And so like you went through the whole generation playing endless Assassin's Creed, but they never really 
hit that sweet spot like Tsushima seems to have done. So, you know, can't be a bad thing really, can it, I suppose? And Sucker Punch have done really well with these free updates, the free multiplayer. So yeah, good for them. Um, Sean, any thoughts on this Tsushima success? Um, yeah, I think it's really interesting test case um, because Sony have for the longest time been making games which are familiar but a bit different. As uh, so you look at um, like the, the likes of Uncharted and the, the likes of The Last of Us, they took a formula which, you know, they, they didn't create that formula, but they've, they've honed it, they've perfected it, they've made it their own. They took Spider-Man, um, which, you know, with Insomniac, and Insomniac did a, a 7 out of 10 job about it, but um, <laughs> they, they, did a, they did a very good job of turning, uh, you know, the open world formula of finding a tower, going to icons. They made it feel very much like a Spider-Man game. And for that, it, it is absolutely commendable. But with Ghost of Tsushima, it's different because on, on paper, it has everything that an Assassin's Creed game has. There is, there is nothing different than the, the last two and probably going back further than that have as Assassin's Creed games. But it managed to, to capture, you know, some, capture some imagination, probably because of the thematics. And I think that Sony have kind of gone for a scattergunish like approach of, of what they do now. They they aren't trying to tread on each other's toes. Um, they aren't trying to release you know two racing games. They've just got the one racing game franchise now, uh, and and all of their games, while they share a lot of similarities with other stuff in the market, they are thematically different. You know, before Valhalla came out, we didn't have a Viking game. We had we had God of War. And that was the first of its kind. Before that, we had a Greek, uh, you know, God of War was one of those, those few games that really did Greek mythology. And they, they've been really smart in picking original places that people would want to play and then telling good stories there. And Ghost of Tsushima is, is the epitome of that. It's like Horizon Zero Dawn and uh, Infamous. They, they pick great locations and then they tell a good story there. And Ghost of Tsushima is the best example of that. They've taken a perfect, a perfect environment, told a good story, made it look fantastic. And it's, of course, caught the attention of people and done really well. So I imagine this is, you know, this, this is going to give Sony the, the onus to carry on doing that. And I hope that's, that's where we go. Because, you know, you even look at the stuff like um, Days Gone. You know, they, they tried with that. And that was different, you know. At the time, you know, fair enough, we've got zombies, sorry, not zombies, freakers. But it was different, you know, a, mo- a, a bike on a motorbike going through hilly greenery. It's, it's different. So I hope they can continue to do that different, different angle for each game. And, uh, and I hope it's spurred on by Ghost of Tsushima. Very well said. Thanks. Uh, Greg, do you want to run this up? Your thoughts on um, Tsushima and the uh, kind of success and where it might go from here? Um, I think Sean's pretty much nailed a lot of points there and I don't want to repeat any of them. I think it was just a breath of fresh air that people wanted a decent open world that wasn't Assassin's Creed. Sorry, Sean. But um, it it brought, like, like Spider-Man did, it brought that sort of immersion in with the the extra missions and things to do. But I think it was also because... People have been crying out for a game in Japan for ages, like a decent 
samurai ninja type game. And I think this bridged the gap between what people wanted and then what people couldn't do with Sekiro, which is more fantasy demons and stuff like that. I think it was just a nice grounded adventure that people could really get into. And the difficulty was there if you wanted it. The, the nostalgia was there if you wanted it, especially with the Kurosawa mode and stuff like that. I just think it was just a very accessible game in a in a gap that needed filling. And I think it's proven it by being a strong game. And like I said the other week, had they put the multiplayer in for free, I would have been a bit like, nah, from the start. But now they keep supporting it post-launch and it made Toby buy a second copy of it, then that's a testament that how good a game it is. Cool. Well, yeah. <laughs> nice work, Sucker Punch. Well done. Yeah. You've done, uh, you've done where, well. Where are they going to go next? Likely. There would be a very easy sequel if yeah. they wanted to. What, because carrying on with... We can't spoil it because Ross hasn't finished it. Okay. Well... Yeah. No, I'm not I won't say it. what I was going to say then. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't spoil it. There could be other listeners that haven't played the game yet. Historically, let's say this. Historically, there is another event that happened during the same sort of period in the same sort of place that they could set a sequel in. Now, let's just put it into the future. And you play as one of, <laughs> play as one of Jin's ancestors to like Neo Tsushima. So it'd be like the Assassin's Creed game that we in Japan that we've never got. Yes, it's good. If, any, if anyone's, um, <laughs> I don't think it's yeah, not as not as hotline Miami ish as that. If anyone's interested in my suspicions for a sequel, um, I wrote them in an article on the site, so you can find it there. Tsushima twenty seventy seven. That would be cool. Right then, let's go into Sean's indie corner. talk about some indie games so there's 3.5 that i want to talk about today uh the first is called romansylvania you might have seen this doing the rounds on twitter uh it's hot shit right now it's on kickstarter and it's looking for some cash it's got a few days left if you're listening to this the day it goes up please go to the kickstarter and check out the trailer because it is hella funny um basically it's it's aiming for release on switch ps4 ps5 steam xbox series x xbox, xbox series s and I'm kind of presuming Xbox One, despite the fact that it's not listed. Um, but this is part dating simulator and part Metroidvania. Metroidvania, sorry. That, uh, that you play as either a male or female Dracula who's looking for love. So the idea is that you basically go out, free these love interests, and then date them. Um, there's a, a really quite lovely, cheeky sense of humor to this game. And it's well worth retention. The team that is, is making this game, they worked on loads of other games previously, including Bioshock, Bioshock Infinite, Saints Row, and Perception, that really cool game about being blind. Uh, so it's a very talented group. Um, so that's called Romansylvania. And the, the cheapest uh, tier on Kickstarter to get the game is like a digital download, which is $20, and that is half of the retail value of, that the game will sell at. So if you want this game when it releases... On the cheap, it's well worth a look at the Kickstarter right now. So it's called Romansylvania. You'll find it on Twitter and YouTube and everywhere. It's it's doing it's doing the rounds. So the second game is called Caretto. Now I'm probably not pronouncing that right, but it's C A R E T O. It's a platformer based on a North Portuguese myth about a creature of a mysterious carnival from a village in the north north of Portugal. 
Um, there's not many details out around this game right now, but I stumbled over it on um, Indie Gamer Database. And it, I, I really like these games that try to celebrate um, the, the culture and stuff that doesn't really get a, enough of the spotlight, you know, like um, Never Alone and Mulaka, those games that try to portray a culture that, that is just different for games. And so this one, like a North Portuguese myth, sounds like it could be very, very cool. Uh, and any game that explores themes or narratives from cultures that don't get enough of the spotlight, um, I'm very interested in. So that's called Carreto. It looks like a very cool platformer with a very weird art style. Uh, thirdly, um, is a game called BFF or Die. Now, some of you may have already played this game. It came out on PC a couple of years ago. Uh, it was announced today that it's coming to consoles on November 18th. So this is a co-op kind of party game. And the major kind of unique selling point is that two players, you work together, but they use the same controller. So basically, if, if I was um, the right-hand player, I would use the right thumbstick. And if I was a left-hand player, I would use the left-hand thumbstick. And you basically have to work together using one controller to move two characters around on the screen at any one time in order to basically complete tasks um, and one character might be using a crane to pick up the other player to move them across the map, who then has to avoid an enemy and things. It's it's a very, very cool game. I played it at Ajax uh, back in 2018, and it was very, very fun. My PC wouldn't play it when it released on PC, but you can expect a review from us when it releases on consoles um, on November 18th. And lastly, this isn't really an indie game. Well, it kind of is, uh, but Don't Nod have released a minigame, which is leading into the release of Twin Mirror, which is their next up-and-coming game. Um, the the minigame is totally free to play, but if you go to the website lost-on-arrival.com, basically it's like a, a found phone video game where you investigate the, the details on this phone to try and find out what's going on with this phone. Um, it looks pretty damn cool. Uh, I haven't managed to try it yet, but I've been to the website and if, if you have interest in Don't Nod's games, they're one of my favorite developers, go and check that out. They're technically indie because no one's publishing Twin Mirror and this is a free-to-play game. So go and give it a look. And that was the Indie Corner for this week. Awesome. Looking forward to be a tough or die. Looks like a good laugh. Yes. Um, I don't think we can play it in multiplayer, but we can do share play. So you can Ooh. drop into our game. Sweet. I will drop it like it's hot. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so done with the kids tonight. I know, right? <laughs> We're so here. We've said TikTok like three times as well. Check us out. Uh, right then, let's go into the quiz answers. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Uh, question one. In which 2015 game do you play as characters called Franklin, Michael, and Trevor? Toby? Uh, GTA 5. GTA 5 is correct. That's not his actual name. His actual name is Oh, God, no. <laughs> I, I, I bet I, you the, thought I was going to do that. Grand Theft Auto 5. It's actually Grand Theft Auto V. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question two. Which 2015 episodic game uh, adventure was set in a town called Arcadia Bay? Not Adventure Bay, like I said. Ross? Life is Strange. Life is Strange is correct. Uh, question three. What, are the name to the, what is the name of the prequel to Wolfenstein The New Order that it was released in 2015? Greg? Uh, Wolfenstein The Old Ways Are The Best Ways? It's the old something. I couldn't remember what the fucking last word was. 
It's the, the old, old blood. The old blood. The old blood. Oh, oh, so close. I knew, I knew it was old something, but I could not remember it. And I wasn't going to say old order because that because it's new order was the other one. <laughs> new Colossus and young blood. But yeah, could not fucking think of it. Oh, so close. Uh, question four: What is the name of the horse in 2015's Witcher Three: The Wild Hunt? Horse or horse? Horse. <laughs> which one of the whores, man? Oh, so many. <laughs> well, I, I looked into this. Apparently, Geralt calls all of his horses this, this name. Yeah. Oh, I, I meant the whores. Sorry. Oh, sorry, whores. I didn't hear you. <laughs> there were so wow. many whores, is what I mean. Whores. Okay. Whores. Uh, Toby, what's the name of the horse? Roach. Roach is correct. <laughs> uh, question five. Cygnosis released which game? Psionics, sorry, not Psygnosis. Not Psygnosis, they've been scared. Psionics <laughs> <laughs> released which game in 2015, which became an overnight success, Ross? Rocket League. Rocket League is correct. Maybe you're thinking Psygnosis as in Roll Cage. Derby. Maybe. Didn't they do Roll Cage and that's they basically did. little remote yeah. control cars? Yeah, maybe I've just made some headcanon or maybe I just can't read. Either maybe way. can't read. You. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question six, which 2015 PS4 exclusive featured performances by Rami Malek, Brett Dalton and Nicole Bloom? Greg? And Petter Stormer and Hayden Panettiere. It was Until Dawn. Until Dawn is correct. Well done. Uh, question seven, the Fry Twins were the protagonist to which 2015 game? Toby? Uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Syndicate is correct. Well it's done. bloody brilliant too. I quite like that one actually, Greg. I you liked London. Right. It awesome, was fun. Man. Okay. Well, yeah. So there. Yeah. You told me. <laughs> <laughs> you made me rethink my whole life now, and I'm going to train to be a carpenter and oh. give up on video game critiquing. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> I've never felt so so much bitterness in the word "good." <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, question... <laughs> Toby, Toby, good. I hope you enjoy Toby, it. <laughs> uh, Toby's reading the script for Emperor Palpatine there. <laughs> good. Okay, uh, question eight Which 2015 game features supporting characters called Codsworth, Preston Garvey, and Strong? Roscoe? That'll be Fallout 4. Fallout 4 is correct. Uh, question, question nine What was the highest grossing game of 2015? As it Puzzle and Dungeon, sorry, Puzzle and Dragons, Clash of Clans, or League of Legends, uh, Toby? Uh, I guessed League of Legends. League of Legends is correct. Balls. Yes. Oh my God. I mean, um, yeah. Downhill now. I really thought it was Clash of Clans, but I, I was like, no, it's got to be League of Legends because it's it those. It's very close. It's one of those games that just doesn't advertise like mainstream, but it's still absolutely enormous, isn't it? So I, went for, I went for Clash of Clans. Yeah, I, I like the League of Legends ads. They're the ones that they, they, they come on and they say, you won't like this. This is a crazy game. So stupid. And they're really ironic little adverts, aren't they? They are. I like uh, them. They're funny. I have, a, I have a group of friends at work that all they do is bounce between Dota and League of Legends. Yeah, and same. I've known them for years and that's all they play. It's like the, the card and FIFA of nerds. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question 10 Konami cancelled which video game in 2015 on the same day they voluntarily delisted themselves from the New York, New York Stock Exchange Greg Silent Hills Silent Hills I will take Silent Hills um, well it's the correct answer it is I just know that somebody's not put Silent Hills and they, they put the PT. well then they're going to get it wrong then aren't they <laughs> yeah it was me I wrote Silent Hill and then crossed it out and then put PT 
you know what? I, I almost wrote to hills, you. though. Yeah. When you, when you sent me that image, I wrote to you saying, like, are you sure it was PT? Are you sure? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Silent Hills, scribbled out, PT, scribbled out, PT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, I was a little bit unsure. <laughs> you mean that, that, that game playable teaser? Well, the thing is, they does did he, delete get, it, didn't does... they? they? They deleted it from the store at one point. They have deleted PT, yes. You can't even re-download it if you own Didn't it. they do that like years ago? And I was thinking it was 2015. So that's where I It was 2015, it was... yeah. But it, it, the, the whole point with, with PT was you finish it, and then at the end of the demo, it says Silent Hills. Silent and Hills. it was going to be Silent Hills, yeah. Yeah. My brain and they made, it, they made a really good trailer for it as well, and then they cancelled it. Well, there we go. That's all 10 questions. So does Toby get out right then or not? You put no, me... I, I think no. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to myself. I think Ross has won this one anyway. I mean, he's, he's right, but also not right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've got it's like, that the pirate, it's like that pirates thing. Yes, but actually no. Yeah. Okay, That's where I did this last week. Let's, let's have a look at did the Did you stores. read that um, Konami blocked PT being playable on PS5? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, Just before launch. Because Scott from What Culture managed to get a workaround on it where he actually transferred it from his PS4 to the PS5, and he was playing it on the PS5 that he had, and then about an hour later, he's like, "Oh no, they've taken it down." <laughs> yeah. Oh well, it was worth a shot, wasn't it? Yeah, sorry, Sean. Looked, for what it was, it looked really good though. It was like, "Oh man, mm, I bet." Do you know it's it's quite irritating that Konami are just completely um, hell bent like on bitter divorce, isn't it? Exactly. Well, like they're running Metal Gear Solid into the ground and making pachinko machines and whatever the fuck that Metal Gear Survive game was. Well, uh, like, hold your horses because... Um, uh, Apparently Sony may have the rights to Castlevania and Metal Well, um, Jeff, Jeff Keighley was teasing this week something... Oh, Russell, uh, God, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Keighley was, was teasing something Konami for the Game Awards and obviously... Say, we were... say Konami, please. <laughs> Konami? Konami. What? It's Konami. Greg, leave him alone. Jeez. <laughs> We've got to keep this North-Southern divide going on. <laughs> You know, I'm just going to stay on the fucking mine next week. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not coming up. I'm not coming up. I'm not coming up daylight. I'm bloody certain there's a winding me up again. Oh. Right. Let's, let's, let's see scores. Ross, what did you get? I think I got 10 out of 10. You didn't. No way. So, oh, yeah. Check my oh, yeah. answers, please. I was going to say, didn't you send the answers? Yeah. Uh, let's have a look. Did he put Silent Hill or Silent Hill's? <laughs> oh look at you trying to take a point away or yeah <laughs> did he put PT <laughs> yeah that's right he got a 10 out of 10 yes thank you I put Silent Hills oh, he put he put Silent Hills fuck you Greg well yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that um, sounds like me that sounds like me sounds like something I would do so I guess I guess we're, we're uh, Toby have you got 10 out of 10 yeah, no, 10 out of 10. I've got 8 oh that's close I've got 8 as well can we not oh. count Ross and just have a draw for me and Toby? <laughs> oh. No, Ross wins, and this will be the best <laughs> quiz he's ever taken because that's what he says every time that happens. Yeah, it's, it's always a good quiz when Ross wins it. Exactly. <laughs> oh. Great quiz, Sean. Thank Great you. quiz. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't seem that long ago. And yeah, these are, these are games that me and you both played a fair bit in 2015. Except for League of Legends, perhaps. Yeah, well, yeah. this was like the height of our gaming, I think. Everything's been downhill from there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, yeah. Cheers, Sean. Have we, have we, st- have we still got a, a score chart for this year? Or is it just given up no, because God. of COVID? 
I don't think I'm winning, so I'm not that concerned. But did we just give up on what the league was because of COVID and all that? Okay, I'll be honest with you, right? Are we blaming the get... fact that Sean hasn't kept scores and the league because like of the pandemic? Up. Yeah, once I once I joined, actually, <laughs> Whatever, everyone else like is, everyone else is blaming the pandemic and everything. Yeah, true. Damn you, thirteen. Look, the, the 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 forced working from home has made that the, the, the league just can't happen. I'm sorry, it's put an extra strain on the team, and uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to play the league until next year. Okay, just like everything else. Awesome. I'll figure it out. <laughs> you say that every week. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I never intend to. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, I know. What I appreciate is that you know you stopped counting when Greg was so far in the lead that we'll just never know. Well, uh, you know, I imagine it's quite close now because I think everyone's won one apart from Paul, which, you know, I think I think Andy's won more than Paul. And Paul Andy's been on one episode. So. <laughs> <laughs> we could start again in the new year. We could, maybe. League. League. We have we have access to Google Sheets. We can just do it there. Yes, let's be organised. All right, then. Uh, right, then. Well... That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. All that's left is out this week with Mr. Toby Anderson. So, Toby Anderson, what's out this week? Another big well, week, I'd imagine. It's another one of those ridiculous weeks where there's just shed loads of stuff to go through. So, don't. Is that what's coming out sick. this? I can't remember what's coming out on Thursday. What's coming out? <laughs> oh. So, uh, hopefully, you don't get sick of my voice. Right. So, um, November seventeenth, um, which is when this will go live. Uh, Sniper Elite Four is coming to Switch. Uh, Mars Horizon is coming to PS4 and PC, and Five Dates, uh, which is a FMV game, is coming to PC and Switch, um, and possibly other things I can't quite see on there. Um, Bubble Bobble, a new a new uh, Bubble Bobble called Bubble Bobble for Friends. Uh, the Baron is back, is coming out on November seventeenth as well, along with Fire si- Firefighting Simulator, um, on lots of different uh, lots of different systems. And Serious Sam Collection as well. If you like your Serious Sam, there's a big collection of all of the uh, previous ones there as well. Um, on November 18th, there's almost nothing. Just one game has decided to, to go on that one day before, uh, which is The Four Kings, which is a, a casino and slots game. And then we hit November 19th, which in the UK is the PS5 launch. So, Bridge Constructor, The Walking Dead comes out. Sackboy, A Big Adventure, comes out on PS4 and PS5. Uh, Chaos Bane Warhammer is coming out on PS5. A2K21 is coming out on PS5. Uh, Observer System Redux on PS5. Overcooked, uh, All You Can Eat, so that's the new Overcooked game, is coming out on PS5. The Pathless um, was already out on PS4, but that's coming out on PS5 as well. and My- Spider-Man Miles Morales will also be available for PS5. Bug Snacks is coming out for PS5. Uh, Man Eater is coming out again. That's a few months out from that one, but um, that's coming out on PS5 as well. Uh, Dead by Daylight is being reissued on PS5. Planet Coaster Console Edition is getting a PS5 release. And... Uh, next as uh, demon souls <laughs> it's just every single big game basically isn't it ps5 again for uh, demon souls that's an exclusive uh, call of duty black ops cold war is coming out on ps5 and we've got a review for that one coming uh, world rally championship 9 the official game that's coming out on ps5 uh, just dance 2021 it's coming out on november 19th on ps5 as well 
Uh, no Man's Sky is being reissued on PS5. Godfall is coming out on PS5. That's an exclusive for consoles, at least. I think it's on PS, P, uh, PC as well. Um, PS, PS5, Devil May Cry 5 is being reissued as well. And Assassin's Creed Valhalla is coming out on PS5. And Dirt 5 is coming out on PS5. And uh, finally for PS5, I think on that day, is uh, Astro's Playroom, which is going to come with your console if uh, if you have indeed managed to secure a PS5. Uh, that's uh, November 19th, folks. And then November 20th, um, there's a couple more. So Diablo 3. Uh, is it, it doesn't look like that's actually the official release of like Diablo 3. That's a, that's a season release um, in that one. Um, and on Switch, finally a Switch game, um, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity is coming to Switch, um, which is a mashup of uh, Zelda and Dynasty Warriors. Um, so give that one a go. Uh, Brawl Chess um, is coming to Xbox One and PS5. Sukuna Rice and Ruin has got a strange release date where it's kind of already out, but I think it's being re-released on that day on a different system. And then finally, Katamari Damacy. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that exactly right, but a new Katamari game called Katamari Damacy Reroll um, is also coming out on November 20th. And then lastly, um, November 23rd, World of Warcraft Shadowlands is coming out. And that Oof. is the week. Jesus. Man, the PS5 has got a great lineup, hasn't it? A great launch lineup. That's pretty good, I reckon. Yeah. That'll get most people through. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it will. Christmas months. <laughs> While we all wait for Cyberpunk. We'll yeah. get there. Oh, no. That, well, that's, that's still before Christmas. That'd be good. Yeah, it is. It is. We'll get there. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you, Toby. No Bloody hell. Hyrule War is good as well. It's a prequel to Breath of the Wild. They're selling us. Yeah, it's, um, the, it's the 100 years between... Or it's what happened in the 100 years between Ganon's last attack and then Link awakening at the start of Breath of the Wild, isn't it? Mm, yeah. It's, the, it's the, what, the big war that caused them to put Link under. Yes, I believe so. You, yeah. you can play as Zelda and you can do Musu mode. It'll, it'll be fun. <laughs> I didn't get very far in Breath of the Wild. Have you not gone back to it? Really couldn't get on with it. No. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, well, there you go, Toby. If you ever get your Switch, you got Breath of the Wild and the prequel to play on day he one. Did, I, he, I agree. You had a Switch for Breath of the Wild, didn't you? I did, and I've played all the way through Breath of, Breath of the Wild. <laughs> um, I've completed it. It's a good game. I like it. Oh, okay. Well, now you've got the prequel to play. If you I've, get played, I've played every single Zelda now, except for Majora's Mask. Wow. So you played, you played Spirit Tracks, but you haven't played... Yeah, I've played every single one. I've completed almost all of them. Um, I don't think I've completed Spirit Tracks. Because it was shite. Yeah. But you haven't played did, Majora's Mask. That's and good. I haven't played Majora's Mask. It's what, the one that kind of... But that was on the 3DS got by me. as well. <laughs> yep. Mm. Huh, okay. Hmm. Well, there's plenty of games to get something to this week. Oh, if you, yeah. indeed getting a PS5 at least. Uh, well, that does bring an end to this week's episode. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. If you do want to follow us, do find the link tree in our description where we are absolutely everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, if you really want to find stuff that we put out there five years ago that we haven't updated since. And yeah, all sorts of uh, surprisingly interesting wonderment to be found on our Twitter, which we post an update on every single day. And of course, don't forget to go to thinkingguns.net for all of our goodness. And of course, don't forget, if you really, really like us, go to Patreon and say, patreon.com forward slash fingerguns. Give us $1. Keep this podcast alive on all of its various podcasting services and keep the website nice and shiny, which is just the way we like it. We'll see you next time for episode 85, where I'm sure 
if the gods are on our side, we will talk about our hands-on impressions with the PlayStation 5. It's all very exciting, so long as they both bloody arrive. We shall see what happens. And the ones of us who don't have one will see we'll you on... It's going to be a bad week. We'll Toby's, on, Toby's on midnight <laughs> watch on Wednesday yeah. night. <laughs> it's 12 p.m., isn't it? It goes live on Amazon. Uh, the Amazon one is, yeah, lunchtime. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. But okay. I don't know where the other ones are. There's, there's lots of other people. There might be yeah, game, game, have announced, game have announced they're doing launch, but they haven't said what time yet. Yeah. So it could be 9 a.m., it could be 8 a.m., it could be 7.54 in the evening. Who knows? So yeah, that's what Toby's going to be doing on Thursday, if you were wondering. <laughs> Hell yeah. Staring at Amazon like a hawk. But uh, yeah, we'll let you know if he is successful next week. <laughs> but until then, it's goodbye from Mr. Greg Hicks. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye from Mr. Toby Anderson. Sayonara. Goodbye from Mr. Sean Davies. Toodles. Wow, that was loud. I've been Roscoe. I'll see you next time on the Finger Guns Podcast. <laughs>